0: My thoughts and I'm your host Mika Reeves and what is going on y'all? So we just got out of the holidays um, leading into the new year uh, coming up this week and so what did I have going on? Let's talk about holidays. So this holiday for me I thought going into it that I was going to be sad. This was the first Christmas um, without my grandmother that I lost last year or well, the beginning of this year Um, I did, it did make me at first kind of think about where we were with her transitioning, uh, last year at this time. Um, the last time that she attempted to speak with me was on Christmas day. Um, so that made me a little, uh, melancholy some, but overall I actually was okay more than I thought I would be. So I guess that was a positive when I went into Christmas I had a therapy appointment on Tuesday and kind of was able to talk about some things and that kind of helped me kind of put my mind at ease a little bit about certain things and I was more so just looking forward to just spending time with my family. We kept it really low-key We did a crab bowl at my mom's house and it was about four of us total And it was basically the ones that we knew for sure None of us has been doing anything or really been around people. So um, we did a crab bowl. That was nice listening to Christmas music and kind of chilled out, took pictures. Uh, let's see. Um, I got some books for Christmas. That was cool. The child got me a book. Um, so that was cool. And then, uh, let's see, my, my my sister came into town. My little sister, the one that was on Please Don't Touch My Hair episode, My Trees, and my brother-in-law, Jamonte he's been on twice with me. Um, I know episode 150, and I, not 150, episode uh 62, I'm not sure what episode it is, uh, no, episode 50, not 150, episode 50 was he on, Black as Fuck episode, and he was on another one where he was on there with Maddie, well, they are uh, expecting a child, their first child, and so, um, I couldn't really say anything until they finally announced it, and so they came down and they, and they told my mom, and her reaction was absolutely classic, it was so hilarious, it was so sweet though, and so we really have been on this ride on a high just, um, You know, the expectation of me uh, being an aunt for the, this would be my fifth aunt to somebody. (laughs) And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I I, I love being an aunt. Um, I think it's the biggest blessing you can ever, you know, give to a child to just be in their life, you know, and as an extension to their parents, uh, I totally look forward to the experience with my sister's child and um, so I do want to say congratulations to them. But everybody is super excited. And, you know, uh, last time we had a major death in family, it was when my dad passed. And then we found out that my older sister was pregnant with my nephew. And, you know, when you have a loss, and then God welcomes in, you know, a blessing like that, it's, uh, it really does help ease the pain. Um, and it just provides so much happiness. Babies provide so much happiness in general. So I'm really, really excited about that. So that made this Christmas really special for the family. Just so um, I already knew, but just now that everybody else knows. So it fun just to kind of, you know, do that. Let's see. I also have been excited that the NBA is back. Uh, you know, y'all know I'm a huge sports fan. So I've been kind of watching that a little bit, trying to get back into it. I've been doing some reading I didn't take any time off of work, which is very unfortunate. So I do actually have to work and I took two days off this week. I, I'm off New Year Day and I'm off New Year's Eve. So I guess that's something, but um I didn't really take any time off. So I, I think pretty soon I'm planning on taking some time off of work so I can reset myself for 2021. And I usually take two weeks in January and I usually don't come back until the middle of January and that usually kinda resets me some. I think what I'm gonna do this year. I'm going to take time maybe in February and I'm probably going to take like a week and a half off work just to kind of reset myself because I did, I am starting to feel a little burnout from work just because I think all of us have been feeling a level of burnout because we've been in the house for so long. Let's see. What else did I do during the holidays? Oh, Christmas day. So Christmas Eve, we watched Wonder Woman, the first one. So we can, you know, get our minds right for the second one. Y'all log in on Christmas day to watch Wonder Woman 84. And it wasn't a bad movie to me, but for all the hype this movie got, I was so just like, this is it. This this is what's going on. I think I favor Marvel movies more than I favor DC movies. And I just thought the movie was just okay. Like, I don't think I will watch it again. And it was just okay, right? But people have been saying how terrible it was. And maybe it was, but I guess the the way I think about it is, if I would have saw this in a movie theater and when it's just like, you know, the family a movie movies now are so fucking expensive because you go and I don't even be letting people put on for the city in there as far as, you know, refreshments. Right. So, you know, I get the little kids tray, right, with the popcorn, some fruit snacks and a drink because I feel like that's all you need. Sometimes I might go all out and get like a big popcorn, but for the most part, like I only need a little bag of popcorn, a little, little bit of something. And you still can easily spend if you you know take your family easily over sixty dollars. So if I if I would have spent you know sixty bucks or something like that in the movie theater, I would have been pissed. But the fact that I just had to log into my HBO Max and watch it from the comfort of my home, I thought it was okay. I thought it was all right. You know, it wasn't amazing, but I didn't think it was terrible either. It's not like we pay, I mean we pay the little HBO subscription or whatever, but it's not really that big of a deal. We also watched Soul. I plan to talk about Soul later, but I will say this much. That's on Disney+. Plus. Soul was actually phenomenal to me. It was absolutely incredible for a lot of reasons. And I was telling the child, I was like, you know, I felt like this was for more so young adults, even adults, you know. I don't know how much kids are really going to process all of it, but definitely young adults and definitely his age. You know, he's 18. He's about to be headed to college soon. And this is a time I think that's a a fun time, but also a scary time because he's starting to transition into, you know, not being in the house. He's going to be on his own. He's going to be doing his own thing. And yes, we're going to be there, but we're not going to be there. So once he gets on his own, it's really going to be up to him to really kind of decide what it is that he wants to do with his life. What it is that's, you know, meaningful to him, even though we talk about these things and he kind of has developed these things, it's different when you're outside of your parents' home, right? And you're on your own, you know, what are you going to do in certain situations? Who is the person that you want to be out here in the world? And I actually look forward to his journey, but I thought soul really, really, really resonated with me in regards to him. And we actually was able to have a conversation after just kind of talking about it. So if you haven't seen that on Disney plus, Definitely watch it. That was a that was a really 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 great movie. I really really loved it. So that's all I really had as far as what's been going on. So today, what we're gonna do, we're gonna do things um, just a little different. I'm gonna do my year in review uh, of 2020, and just kind of you know talk about the the good things, the bad things, my takeaways, uh, some of my tops of the year, and we're gonna just keep it light today and just have. Uh, Just a conversation. So let's just get into it. Okay, so let's just start with some of my tops. I like to talk about what was the top episodes of this year. So your top episodes that you listened to the most was episode 50, which was Black as Fuck featuring Germante. Uh, that one was at the beginning of like the civil unrest and social uprising. And so we talked a lot about just the protests and we talked a lot about, uh, his journey and his maturation process and, and what that looks like, you know, for him. I love that episode because that was my first time just letting you guys hear basically conversations that me and him have like all the time. And, uh, I was happy that he joined me. And so that was a cool episode. Another episode that was your favorite was episode 49. And, and these episodes are the ones that actually got the top listens of the year on the pod. Uh, and so episode 49 was the one, So Are We Good or What? That episode was about how do we, when you start to recognize that a friendship no longer serves you and what are the steps of moving forward. The next one was episode 47. That one was called Shit is Crazy. That episode, I believe, was about domestic violence, I want to say. I'm pretty sure that's what that was about. So, those were the top three of this year. If you haven't listened to those episodes, uh, those seem to be the most popular ones. So, definitely go back and, and check those out. I also want to say that I have, let's see, five favorite episodes of this year. That's my personal favorites of this year. So, my first one was episode 50, which is Black as Fuck, that I just talked about featuring Jermontae. Episode 62, Learning to Unlearn, featuring Ta. Ta is a super dope lady, like, super dope individual. Her conversation is, uh, if you ever sat and actually talked to her, it's pretty cool. And so that one was really good. That one's called Learning to Unlearn. I thought that was one of my most important episodes because I think we unlearn behaviors every day and we, you know, rebuild and relearn. Um, new ones and new values and who we want to be and not and not what someone told us that we have to be. So I think it's really important to go through the unlearning process. And so I was excited about that episode. Episode 60 uh, called Dating Nowadays Hit Different. That one was featuring Elena. That one was a really good episode too. That was a lot of vulnerability there where we kind of just talked and had just genuine girl talk with each other. Um, in, in regards to dating and what that looks like in, to, in today's world, because dating now in 2020 is completely different from, you know, how it used to be, or maybe when you, we were younger, depending on how old you are listening to this. And my next one was episode 59, please don't touch my hair. That was featuring my trees, my sister, even though the episode, I felt like we could have talked about way, like a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, we, I'm definitely gonna have to revisit recording with her. And especially now that she's about to be a mom, you know, we can have a whole completely different conversation. But uh, uh, that was a really, really dope conversation. And my trees, you know, my sister is one of my favorite people in the world. So I was happy that she actually um, agreed to come on the show with me. And the next one that was my favorite of this year was the last week's episode, um, episode 75. A little girl talk featuring Elena and Kelly elaine and kelly are two of my you know favorite people i've known them since i was in undergrad uh so my early teenage year well my later teenage years and now we're all you know in our 30s in our later 30s so we've been knowing each other all for a very long time so it was fun and just funny just to let y'all hear it, pretty much what our conversations are like when we all are on the phone together this is exactly what it was like and all i did was just record it so I was glad that they got to come on. And um, and you're going to hear more from us in the future. So just look forward to that. So my top books for 2020. Now, y'all know that I've been on this reading journey and doing my reading challenge for this year that I actually crushed. So I have about four books that I think were my favorite that I read this, uh, this year. Okay, so the first one is Red at the Bone by Jacqueline Woodson. That book actually is a short read, uh, but it completely took away my soul. Like I, I actually really loved it. And it could have been also because it was so family driven, and me losing my grandmother this year, it really reminded me. Uh, the The grandma character in the book reminded me of my grandma, so I love that one. The Book of Longings by Sue Monk Kidd. So Sue Monk Kidd is a feminist writer, and The Book of Longings was about. If Jesus married a feminist named Anna. And when I tell you the writing and the level of writing in this book was absolutely phenomenal. I, I loved it. Uh, book of Longing was actually one that, once again, that one I feel like took my soul as well. But it really touched me in a lot of ways because um, it was such a strong, it was just strong writing surrounded around a woman. And so I actually really loved that one. Now this next one really kind of, I'm surprised it made my list, but it did make my list. And it was Leave the World Behind by Rumaan Alam. I just read that one in November. And when I read it, I could not put the book down. I read it in two days. It gave me a book hangover. I still think about the book right now where I'm actually going to plan to revisit the book and reread it because I think it's. I think what resonated was the fact that this book is about uh, this this family. They go to an Airbnb and then next thing you know, the owners of the Airbnb come and they basically are saying, We don't know what's going on in the world, but it's been a blackout, some shit is popping off. They have no clue what's going on, the satellite is out, they don't have no no phone service, no TV service, they have no clue what's going on. And it kind of was eerily reminiscent of basically how we were at the middle at the you know, the beginning of lockdown. I had never been Uh, A part of a lockdown where like nothing's open, you can't go anywhere, you pretty much are like in the house for as long as we were, where like nothing was open. That was crazy. And so it reminded me so much of that and the fact that we're present day in that. And the book is crazy. And at first I kept wondering, does this book suck or was it brilliant? And 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 I struggled with that like for weeks after I read it, I still was thinking about this book. I'm still thinking about it. And the only thing I can think is, if a book is still sticking with me for that long, where I'm still thinking about this book, then the book had to brilliant. So I'm rolling with brilliant. And that's Leave the World Behind. And then my last book that I thought was really great for this year was The Girl with the Loud and Voice by Abhi Dar. And this book was, it was sad, but it was about a girl's journey. But it was sad, though. So I will say, like, even though I really loved the book, if you're not in the mood for just kind of like a heavy reading a little bit, I wouldn't tell you to read it. But if you're open to just like reading about someone's journey, I would definitely say read it. But it's all about, you know, how you're feeling at the moment. Because sometimes when I'm not in a mood for heavy, I can't read heavy. But I did really thoroughly enjoy this book. So those are my top books of 2020. Let's see what I got next. Oh, top music. So this year music was kind of weird for me. I don't know why. Like I usually I listen to everything. Um, but this year I kind of haven't listened to a lot of music because I was doing a lot of reading and just, I listened to a lot of podcasts and I honestly have just been trying to, uh, be sane a little bit. And so when I'm inside of the house and we we're in the house majority of the time, like I used to just really listen to music all the time, but now I find myself when I'm just sitting with my headphones on, I might put on a podcast or something like that. So my music game has been, it's been slipping a little bit, but my four CDs, I think I listen to the most was Chilombo by Janae Ako. I loved, 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 loved that one. I still listen to that one. Uh, Tion Taylor, the album. That was actually one of my favorites. Chandler Moore, Feelings. That's a, a gospel album. Um, but gosh, whew, it, it was amazing. Um, this guy has an amazing voice and the storytelling of it. And, you know... It it can't. One of his songs, which is my favorite songs, um, which is called "Where Are You," and it's really sad. But then it kind of comes around to where he's telling you this story. But oh, it's beautiful. Oh my gosh, gut wrenching though, but beautiful. So definitely check that one out. My recent favorite has been "Make the Stallion" CD. Good news, I I love that CD uh, a lot. So I listen to I listen to "Make the Stallion" CD. And then The Child actually turned me on to this next CD, which became one of my favorite CDs of the year. Is by um, this group called Infinity Song. And I think that they signed to, like, Rock Nation. Uh, and, this, and they play instruments. And I think it's four of them. Two girls, two boys. Or it's three girls and one boy. Something like that. And their CD is called Mad Love. But I listened to that a lot this year. Um, so I think those are probably my favorites of this year. So let's see. My top shows, movies... I don't think I watched that many movies this year, mainly because we've been in the house. I did put down Soul as one of my top shows, more top movies of this year, mainly because I think Soul has actually moved into one of my, um, it's, in, it's in my favorites, if I would say a movie was my favorite. Soul is definitely one of those, just from the messaging, and it was just beautiful. Um, I, really, I really, actually really loved that movie. I can't think of another movie that I saw this year that I'm like, oh, that was really good. Hmm. I plan on today watching the Ma Rainey movie. I heard Viola Davis was amazing, so I wish I would have watched it before this because she probably would have made my list. So I don't want to try to be like, well, what happened to the Ma Rainey movie? I haven't watched it yet, actually, because I've been trying to catch up on all these other things that I've been needing to watch. So um, as far as my top shows this year, hands down, Lovecraft Country was my absolute favorite. I've watched Lovecraft Country... I've rewatched it probably three or four times now, maybe five at this point. I don't even know how many times. Sometimes I just put it on and I'm just sitting there. Uh, That was actually one of my favorites. Insecure season four came back out in 2020. This season was really good because they touched on so much stuff. And the main thing that I got from Insecure, which I feel like I talked about this year, was that a lot of people underestimate the loss of a friendship. You know, sometimes we don't, we don't get that a loss of a friendship can be just as hurtful and just as damaging as loss of a family member or a loss of a, a, you know, a lover. Right. So it was, it was interesting to see, uh, Insecure and the route that it was going on season four. I really liked it. And they talked about mental health. They touched on a lot of things. I, I really enjoy Insecure this year. And then, uh, my other top one, my favorite show is The Crown, even though Season four was so fucked up in so many ways. I usually always rewatch the episodes like two or three times a piece, and I think this is the only season that I'm probably not going to revisit. I'm, I'm I know for sure I'm not going to revisit it, so I know that I I probably won't. Um, but I didn't I did enjoy it, and I always enjoy The Crown storytelling, but it was just so. It was so sad, like the the storyline with Princess Diana. I was like, man, that that was just it was just gut wrenching. It just completely fucked up. So I also wanted to just have a conversation just on the year in general, right? 2020 has been an interesting year to say the least. I think it's always sad when you see the senseless deaths in the hands of um, you know police, especially with just the. Um, discrimination and, you know, racial profiling and things like that. Um, I think for me, I never watched the the George Floyd, um, video. I can't, I can't at this point continue to, uh, just put that much trauma in my life. Right. Anytime I see these videos that come up, which I understand why people share them, but I, I can't find myself watching it. I did watch the Amara Harvey video. Um, of him trying to get away while he was just going for a jog I did speak about that on my podcast and then the Brianna Taylor was one that I think is still gonna it still stuck with me um, considering that you can be in your home sleep and be murdered in your home and you don't get justice for it those are things that for me you know it's heartbreaking and also with me being in a position of being a bonus mom and having a child in my life that you know, I value his life, you know, it's, it's really scary when this is still going on. Right. And I don't, and and the thing is like, I feel like we unfortunately have these conversations every single year. We have these conversations about the same thing, you know, senseless deaths, you know, and just the unjust of everything. And so what we saw this year, I thought was really important. This is definitely, 2020 was definitely history with the protests and with the, you know, the civil unrest. And yeah, like, you know, you see a lot of people say, well, we don't want the looting. We don't want this. We don't want riots. But you know, to me, all of that is just part of the process, to be honest. Like, I don't think people should be busting out people's shit, but you know what? When... I think when people start doing things like that, it actually gets people attention. People are fucking tired, you know. And I, I mean, I'm tired. I I get I get tired of this and having to have these conversations and having to pull my kid aside and be like, yo, you know, because he's he's just now driving, having to go over what to do when we're not in a car and if you ever get pulled over by the police. like It's so fucking draining just as a black person to have to have those conversations, but it's absolutely necessary to have those conversations all the time. And so I think if anything, what 2020 uh, showed us was just that I think people are getting to the point that they're tired in general, which is why we saw the protests. And I was able to go down and have a peaceful protest with my child, which was really cool. It's a memory that I think I'm always going to remember um, that he that We were there and it was like thousands of people out there. And it was just cool because I feel like that's something that he's going to remember that, uh, you know, we went and did that and the importance of it and the significance of it. Um, so that was big this year. The COVID situation this year. I wish people would stop saying that they're just ready for 2020 to be over. I will say this much, like, the COVID shit was crazy this year. The levels of deaths that we've seen, the amount of people that has experienced loss in regards to COVID has been horrible. The president and his response to COVID has been absolutely tragic, which is honestly one of the main reasons why he was not reelected, just being completely honest. It was horrible. Because we have lost so many lives. The fact that we still have people walking around as if the shit's not real and people are still dying, you know, this it's uh it's still spiking where I live right now. You know, I'm personally over COVID. You know, I'm over all that shit. But at the same time, like I would never um I would never wanna do anything that would ever put somebody, you know, in danger. Or anything. So, you, you know, I wear my mask. It's not a big deal. And I thought it was weird. My takeaway from COVID was that I think it's weird that people make wearing a mask political. It's just absolutely insane. And who knows if the mask really works or really don't work or who or whatever. But if, I mean, if they're asking us to wear it to keep everybody safe and social distance fucking wear the mask and keep everybody safe for social distance. So that was always weird to me. I think it it helped me really see, just how selfish human beings are. And yeah, I mean, if you didn't know, if you didn't know how selfish people are and how people are so self-righteous, then you clearly weren't paying attention in 2020 because the fact that people feel oppressed by being mandated to wear a mask in order to maybe save you or somebody else's life, it's just crazy to me. That was really, really, really crazy. And the level of loss and hurt that we've seen this year Um, Even from a celebrity standpoint, I'm still personally just shook from the fact that we lost Kobe this year. We lost Chadwick Boseman and we've lost so many people this year. And it's just, it seemed like every time we turn around, someone is passing away. I mean, we have experienced so much loss, so much loss, so much loss, so much loss. And I'm looking forward to, just having, just hopefully having just a better year even in regards to that right for twenty twenty and so the the biggest thing I think in twenty twenty besides covid was the election uh I will say you know Biden wasn't my first choice, right he wasn't my first choice, but when it came down to between Biden and Trump, Biden was my only choice because I do believe that this presidency was this election was very important because it basically I felt like you're voting in a matter of human decency, right? As, as much as America has issues in regards to just racism, racism and sexism, you know, and all the things that's so built into the foundation, I can't even say I had a conversation yesterday with a child. And he's like how he's just hoping that that will go away, but that's just not going to go away overnight because it still hasn't gone away. We're in 2020 and, you know, a black person can still very much be called a nigger in the street. In 2020, you know, and so, you know, we still live in a world where a black person can be walking down the street and just get shot dead just for being black. You know, we still live in a world where a black person can be driving in a car and just get pulled over because they're black. These things still happen. So I think the change is going to happen from the generations that come after us. And it has to be intentional because kids aren't born racist. They are being taught to be racist. It has been breeding them to be racist, and with with the last four years of Trump in office, he has made it okay, okay for people to come out and just be racist. and that's what it has been a hallmark of his uh, presidency is that he basically have given permission to that. One of the main, other main reasons I think he lost is that he never said that he was against white supremacy. He never he never um, you know went against it. So, I mean, who wants to be in the support of a president that supports white supremacy? That in itself just kind of speaks to what's what's really going on here. And so the fact that we had a leader that was kind of promoting that, you start to see more and more of just more aggression. This is probably the most aggression I've seen from people in a very long time. I think when President Obama was in office, you know, racist people kind of went under their rock and kind of just went with the flow of things. And then now you see them... Being loud and proud and everything else. So it was very important for that to end because no one wanted to go back into a backwards direction when we're trying to be in a more united, you know, front, a new, um, a united Amer- America. America has always been a melting pot of people, all sorts of people, no matter sexuality, no matter, you know, sexual orientation, gender. You know, all that stuff, race, everything, right? And it's a melting pot of of all of that. And we need to learn and just accept each other for who they are, right? There's a lot of things that I might not fully understand or, you know, people lifestyles that I might not fully understand. But instead of me condemning someone's lifestyle, I just seek to understand their lifestyle and, and understand them, right? Because I love everybody. And so if, if you tell me whatever it is that you have going on, I'm going to try to understand what you have going on instead of, well, just because this makes me uncomfortable or I don't agree with it, I'm just going to just shun you. We need to stop that shit. Like, really. One is old. It's just so outdated. You cannot, I, I just don't think you can live in today's world and be close-minded, and just kind of think that your way is the only way. Your way is not the only way because there's so many different ways, right? And so there's always a gray in everything. No, no matter your beliefs, because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what somebody doing in their home. How does that shit affect you? I always wonder that with people. Like, how does it? How does what somebody else doing in their home? who they choose to love, what they choose to believe in, how does it affect you? It doesn't, right? And so th- that to me was the biggest thing about the election was that you were voting towards a level of human decency. People deserve to be treated like human beings, right? Not locked in fucking cages because, you know, maybe they weren't documented to be here or whatever may be the case. But they don't give you the right to let these people be in there dying and locked in cages. You know I mean, I don't, I don't understand how you, anybody can sit and say, "Well, it's fine because you know, for your reasons." No, these are human beings. These are people. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't give a shit about it. I, don't, I would never, I would never, because it, just because something may not be right, don't mean that what you do into the response of something that's not right make it right. And I think it's scary when people do things and behave a certain way and then hide behind the guise of, oh, this is me being a Christian, you know, it's kind of scary when you kind of associate all those things together, because how is that Christian like to treat people like that? It's not, right? So I thought it was important. And I think it was for the most part, I know a lot of people are upset that you lost, but for the most part, I think it kind of gave people a sigh of relief to know that we can have normalcy. As as boring as Biden is when he give those interviews, because he is, but do you know how happy I have been to just sit and watch a president just be a president and not sit and watch a president just give us a fucking shit show and get up there and disrespect people, call women out their names, tweet about people disrespect people disrespect people that's part of the senate and congress and everything else it's crazy it has been absolutely fucking crazy to watch this shit it's been crazy where i've had to have conversations with my own child about how crazy this shit is because this ain't normal this is not normal so that's you know that made me really happy and i'm just ready for change in general you know, I want to just be more on just a positive front. And like, even if you don't agree, whatever, like let's just please just get along and move forward. Because we're still going into 20, 2021 with COVID. They just started rolling out the vaccination. You know, we're still kind of in this where we still have to be thoughtful to each other, wear a mask, be kind to each other. And we need to start going in that direction. We have to. And so my biggest hope is that, not that I think it's going to be this this ginormous momentum shift, right? I don't realistically think that. But I just hope that it's starting to be shifts of just a level of normalcy. So we can just all just completely function together. Because right now, I think things have been a little unfunctional, or dysfunctional for a very long time. So my hopes for 2021 is that We get COVID under control. Me personally, I'm tired, right? And I don't want to speak selfishly on the things that like, you know, that my, how my life has been interrupted, even though it has like, yeah, I haven't traveled. That's part of my self care. Those are things that I love to do. I haven't really done much of anything, but my things that I feel like have been sucky for Mika Really, on a grand scheme of things, it's not the same level of how things have been sucky for people that's still out here unemployed, who you know are unable to feed their families, who have been unable to you know really celebrate the holidays with their families those are those are the things that I think about when I think about COVID are people who lost their loved ones you know this year, who weren't able to be there when their loved ones passed you know i I've, I've been praying this whole year. In regards to that, because I remember, and I might have talked about this, I was watching, I think CNN or something, and they were showing like a caravan of people, and I'm like, you know, I'm just looking at it. I think TV was on mute. I unmuted it to see what was what was going on. Like, why was it like a stretch of just cars? I mean, like hundreds of cars, and it was people standing in line waiting to get food for their families. It's just people just waiting in line to get food donations in America, you know, while right now people are still waiting for a second wave of stimulus checks who haven't been in, who haven't worked all just damn near all year. It's fucking horrible. It is, it is just the most heartbreaking thing. You know, when you sit and really think about it, because I actually know personally, people who have been affected, who are struggling right now, who do not have a job, you know, or their job has been altered some to where they might can only work three days instead of working a full shift. Those are things that I think about the most when I think about COVID, you know, just the humanity of things. And like, yeah, like our economy needs to get back up and running. We need things to try to go back to normal. We need for people to be able to work. And so, yeah, I do hope that, 20, that in 2021, COVID just gets under control, man. And, you know, so many people out here that's, that's struggling right now, I'm like, I, I do hope that things are able to be turned around and things are able to go back to normal. I also hope for 2021 that we are able to continue to figure out how to navigate this space. I've had to have conversations with the child and even with him. You know, because children, I think, have been affected the most during this time. Um, Besides, the, you know, obviously the adults with adult issues. But kids have been affected the most, I think, because they cannot see their friends. They have no social interactions. Some kids, thankfully, have siblings. But what about the kids that don't? They are basically unable to go outside. They're still unable to go to parks. Here in North Carolina, you still can't go to parks. Um, They have to figure out how to do their schoolwork during Zoom. I actually know some kids who are A students and now they're making D's and F's because they cannot figure out, uh, you know, Zoom. And then also, I think they get a little depressed to where they don't turn in their work for whatever reason. Like, they aren't, they just aren't doing it. And, you know, the way I try to explain to some of my friends as parents and even shit, my own, my own kid. Um, you know, it's a lot of them adults that can't work from home. I already was working from home. So my life pretty much was the same, but there's a lot of people who can't work from home. They don't have the discipline enough to do it. So when you expect a seven, eight, nine, ten year old to have when and up, you know, even teenagers to have this level of discipline to just sit and just do countless work day in, day out, and sit in front of a computer all day, that you're crazy to think that they're gonna be able to function with that, right? So that that's another thing that I'm like, you know, I, I do hope for children I hope that we can get through this and if they figure out a solution going into the next school year that kids are able to go back to school safely. I, I, I didn't want my kid to go to school um, with no fucking um, solution to this shit. Because I mean, as much as I want him to get a normal education and this is a senior year and I didn't want his senior year to be ruined because obviously he's not going to go to prom. He hasn't been able to do anything, but I don't want to send you to school and you fucking catch some shit that, you know, or something goes awry. I'm not going to put my kid in danger just for him to go to school. But next, you know, next year, yeah, I definitely hope that the kids if there's a real solution, the kids are able to go back to school and just, you know, get some normalcy back in their lives cuz this 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 year has been crazy in regards to that. And and you feel for them, I, I definitely feel for them. Uh you know, like I said about the child, I mean, it's the senior year. He opted, and we did not want him to opt out, but he opted out of prom his junior year. Said he just wanted to wait till senior year, so now he doesn't get to experience that at all, um, nor the uh, the homecoming dance and all that, and um, even things that he was involved in, like his his uh, travel poetry group, his poetry club at school. um, They he has nothing like no involvement, any you know anything related with school. And then even with his, like, travel poetry that's been suspended too. And his mentor program that he's in, they still do some things, like, through Zoom and stuff like that. Like, they try to, you know, keep that going. But it hasn't been, you know, the same as far as, like, them doing the annual trips and them going to uh, college tours and things like that. So, you know it, you know, his life has definitely been altered, you know, a lot when it comes to things that you might do in your senior year. So I definitely hope that in 2021 you know, that things can kind of go back to a little level of normalcy. And also, uh, as far as the kids, and also, you know, in regards to my child, like, you know, he's going into his freshman year in college. And I do hope that he's able to move into the dorm and just have a normal college experience, you know, and and experience his freshman year while he's away. So um, those are things that I kind of hope for. And I also hope the main thing that I always hope for is that, you know, we find a way to start coming together as you know a country as people and be kind to each other man we gotta let we gotta let the shit go all of it and this is easier said than done and do I really think that this is going to happen no but can we start being kind to each other one person at a time yes and so that's why I always like to you know say these things um so yeah so things that I'm looking forward to for 2021 Um, obviously I just said that I'm looking forward to the child going to college, um, and going into his next levels in life and growing into a young man. I feel like we've taught him everything that needs to be taught, but at the same time, the biggest lesson that you're going to get is life. And you have to kind of have that go through the journey, go through the walk. And so I'm looking forward to him going through his own walk and making his own decisions and just, uh, hoping that he makes the right decisions and think about the things that, and tools that we've given him all throughout his journey. So I am looking forward to that. And I'm also looking toward, forward to my new ventures. Uh, I have a, quite a few things going on actually that I'm going to announce in 2021, but I'm going to actually talk about a few of them now. So I have merch coming for the podcast and you're going to be able to see the merch as well as, uh, a continu- like a continuation of my thoughts in my blog that should be up in January. The merch will probably be available in the spring. Um, that's something I've been working on that kind of got sidelined with 2020, but these are my 2021 goals for the show. You're going to also see more guests uh, on the show as well as a few changes. I might do some segment changes for the show, So it might look a little different next year. Still the same show, but it's going to be maybe a few added-on segments um, and some changes around. And also, um, I have a new pod that I'm going to be announcing probably in January. I'm going to continue to do this one, and then I'll have another one as well, and I'll be on with somebody else. So it won't be me individually. It'll be me with someone else. And so I'm going to announce that when we kind of get the trailer out and I'll probably post a trailer on here too. So you'll hear that. And then you jump over and listen to that one as well. So there's a lot of things going on, a lot of things I'm excited for. And I am excited for the new year. Right. I'm excited to regain some motivation and work on some of the new things that I want to work on. I want to continue to grow and connect with you guys and I want you to continue to give me feedback. Any feedback that you give me, I always take it as um, a positive because anything that you give is something that I can grow from. And so I love to hear from you guys always. So if you haven't already, please rate the show, leave comments on the show so you know people can know that you you enjoy listening to the show. Also, if you're not following me, you can also follow me on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find my show. So definitely, you know, follow so you can get the alerts. So you can get the you can get the alerts for the shows. Also, um, you can follow me on social media. My Instagram at is at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. My Twitter is IJMTPodcast. Podcast, and my email is IGMT at Gmail.com. So you can always hit me up. If you ever want to talk outside of a social media setting or if you're interested in being on the show, you can hit me up as well. And uh, that's all I have for you today. Just going over my year in review. Let's just pray and hope that 2021 is better for all of us. But we have to, you know, continue to manifest that, speak that and just go into it with more positive energy. So let's just spend this week prepping ourselves to go into the new year with positivity, y'all. I love y'all so much. I thank y'all for supporting me. This is our going into our second year, you know, in 2021. And the amount of love and support that I've had for the show has been tremendous. And, you know, when I started this show, I started this show mainly because I wanted to feel like if I reach one person, that will be enough and I've reached thousands. And so I'm very thankful for that. So like always, I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you.